you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com. One place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Coming up on Total Access, the locker room. It became a competition each and every time that we took the field against each other. Who can make the most tackles? Who's going to be able to make that big hit that's going to get everybody excited? Welcome to NFL Total Access, the locker room. I'm Michael Robinson, and today I'm joined by Brian Baldinger. Baldy, what's going down? Mike, we got a guest today that still gives you a headache. Absolutely, man. <laughs> We're here to let you guys in on what players and coaches really talk about inside the locker room. And today, as you said, Baldy, we're talking to three-time Pro Bowl linebacker Thomas Davis. And guys, you're not going to believe the perspective he has on Ron Rivera and how much of an influence Ron Rivera has been in his life so far. Man, there were times, Mike, where he just looked over Thomas and said, take care of the locker room. Please, go. it's on you, Thomas, all right? <laughs> you know what to do. And he had to do it on a couple of occasions. Here he is, three-time Pro Bowl linebacker, Walter Payton Man of the Year Award winner. And look, let me tell you something. A guy that has one of the hardest heads I've ever seen in football, in pro sports, former linebacker Thomas Davis. Big dog, welcome to the show, man. What's going on, brother? Happy to, happy to be on, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, man, glad to have you on. So we start every show, Thomas, with, with a locker room story, okay? Now, I'm not, you, me and you, we've been on Total Access on television together. I ain't talking about something we can talk on TV about. This, we, we're going to peel the curtain back a little bit. We're going get to get, get a little deeper with this, with this locker room story. So it's your time, it's your opportunity to bless the show with a locker room story. In Carolina, things were pretty chill for most part, but, uh, uh -huh. you know, we had a player, not to name any names, we had a player <laughs> that was a, a really, really good player for us for a long time, man. And, um, you know, the situation just didn't end up from a career standpoint the way it should have ended up. We ended up drafting another guy that ended up becoming an all-world guy, not to mm -hmm. mention any names. <laughs> but, you know, got us guessing, Thomas. Yeah, you guessing got here, me man. guessing right now. But, you know, but, you know for, for the player I talked about before, you know, before, you know, things kind of blew up, man, it, it was an altercation that happened that, that almost went to blows with, with said player and head coach. 
Oh, ooh, ooh. Okay, I done been a ooh. part of those. Okay, what's yeah. up? I mean, that, that was probably the most heated situation that, you know, that we had in our locker room and in our area. Man. So, 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 so was Ron Rivera ready to go back at, was it Ron Rivera the coach? That was uh, He was the coach. He might have been ready to go back, but I don't think we know. Thomas, Thomas were you one of the players, Thomas, that had to step in and kind of break it up with all of always, your experience and always, always. Oh, always. <laughs> oh hey, bro. man of peace. Hey, bro, I had to break up a fight with Percy Harvin and Golden Tate the day before the Super Bowl. We were taking the picture and I had yeah, to break up. Fight. Yeah, I had to break up that fight, bro. And I also had to kind of step in between Mike Marks and Coach Mike Singletary before. But that's a whole nother topic, man. We'll get into that a whole nother time with Thomas. Look, bro, look, bro. I, look, I mentioned it, I mentioned it in the intro, man. You were one of the linebackers. I played fullback. You were one of the linebackers where, yeah, I knew exactly where you were going to be. <laughs> I knew exactly how it was coming. And it was one of those, I go back to the sideline and tell the offensive coordinator, bruh, let's not run that Bob Week no more this quarter. Let's hold off on that, bro, because you came downhill with authority. First of all, I want to ask you, what are some of the biggest hits that you remember about your career? And... um when you remember it, who was it from? I'm, I'm not going to say it was me. I already know you do your thing. But who are some of the biggest hits that you've taken in this game, man? Oh, did I take it? Um, you know, so I've kind of prided myself on, on being the person that's hitting people. But <laughs> I, I have been caught a few times. And I think really J.R. Sweezy is, is the only person that Sweet. really caught me. Sweezy caught me. So I was going to take Sweezy on. It was like a stretch play. Uh -huh. And... He caught me with my foot in the air. So once my foot no was power. in the air, I had no traction to take him on, bro. And, um, you know, as as a dirty lineman um, would do. <laughs> that JR Sweezy was. Jay, that JR it ain't easy being yeah. Sweezy, yeah. baby. Sweezy was yeah. definitely a dirty player. He caught me in the, like, boom, in the air on my back and tried to finish me. Did he like dump that. you? No. He tried to he, dump you? No, it wasn't a dump. I was already in the air. I had oh, already okay. fallen. He just dove down on me. I'm like, y'all, I'm, I'm going to get you, buddy. Yeah. And so how was the payback, Thomas? Because I know it was oh, one. You know what? I didn't actually get him back. But on the same play that I hit Robert Turbin, like I, uh -huh. I smoked Turbin, like bad on the screen play. Roman Harper came through it completely, completely obliterated Squeezy. So it was, it was like a twofer, man. We had two for one on that play. <laughs> you came into this league as a safety coming out of Georgia and played safety your rookie year. You and Mike Miller lined up as safeties and then moved to linebacker eventually. Was that a transition that was hard for you, easy for you, one that you welcomed? What was your status about? Oh, it definitely took some time for me to transition into the linebacker position because now you move from being the free guy coming down into the box. And now you're the guy that has to take on linemen. You have to take on fullback to actually make plays in this league. And I had never, ever played linebacker in a game before actually playing it on the highest level. I was projected to be a linebacker safety coming out. Some teams wanted me at linebacker. Some teams wanted me at safety. And it's kind of funny, though, because every time I see Mike Tomlin, Every single time he was like, "Hey, I would have left you at safety." I'm like, yeah. <laughs> the, best, the best move for me though was definitely moving to linebacker. Um, after I played, I started my first game in the NFL at safety and didn't start another game that year. It didn't go well. I'm moving to linebacker my second year, and I never not started a game. So I know, I know um, the physicality part of it 
wasn't that wasn't a problem for you because bro again i can't i can't say it enough you bring the heat baldy he brings the heat i'm telling you bro like for real yeah. he brings it so what was the biggest adjustment because I, I made an adjustment as well i went from quarterback to fullback and i i, I, yeah. I kind of look at that on the defensive side is the same thing from safety to linebacker you went from a yeah. less physical position to a way more physical position just talk about some of the things that uh made it made that transition difficult on you you know the, the reaction time. You have to mm -hmm. you have to react a lot faster. You're you're closer to the line of scrimmage, and you're not playing against slow college linemen. You're playing against grown men that are out here trying to feed their family, and they're running as fast as they possibly can to get to a certain point. You have to always beat them to that point because they're already stronger than you, and some of them are just as fast as you are if you're not mm -hmm. that fast of a linebacker like myself. But, um, <laughs> but. Just being that closer and, and making decisions, you know, like this. You got to be able to make a decision on the drop of a dime, and it has to be the right decision. Because if you guess wrong, then you're going to be out of position. And, Six. And, and it's over with. <laughs> yeah. So you got to make sure. Um, that was one of the biggest things that I, that I really had to adjust to, being that close to the line of scrimmage and using my hands to get off blocks. Thomas, the, the game continues to evolve. You've seen it throughout your career. Like, there was a time when every team had a Mike Robinson. Mm -hmm. Like, two back offenses were – now there's there's players that don't know what a fullback is. Nope. Yeah. And so, now it's become a run, chase, and cover lead. Thomas, and you were one of the great cover linebackers. Tight ends, you took pride in being able to cover them. And now every team has got that Travis Kelsey, Antonio Gates. Mm -hmm. Like, that's now a bigger priority for an inside linebacker. Absolutely. And, and I, I feel like – you know, guys like myself and a couple of other guys that made the transition from, from safety to linebacker has definitely elevated the position of a weak side linebacker because now you got guys that, you know, they can they can be physical when need to be playing in the box or they can go back and, like you said, they can cover some of the all-time greats at tight ends. You look at um, the way teams are drafting tight ends these days. You don't, have, you don't have the straight line blockers, guys that are just sitting in there that are strong and, and just taking on nine techniques or, or taking on five techniques. You don't have guys like that anymore. Mm -hmm. You have <laughs> guys like Kyle Pitts that got drafted in Atlanta that can run four threes with absolutely great hands that's going to look like Randy Moss running up the field. Like you, Those are the guys that they're drafting now, the Kittles, the Kelseys. Those are the guys that guys have to be prepared at linebacker to cover. So you got to draft athletic linebackers. They're, you see in the draft, you see guys that are taken early are guys that can do it all. They can, they can cover, they can run, they can hit. And those are the guys that are going to get drafted high now just based on the way the NFL is transitioning. Yeah, Thomas, I mean, you, you talk about guys that just have all the tools in the toolbox, man. And you were one of those guys that had all the tools in the toolbox. So was a, a guy that you played with for a long time, Luke Keekley, right? Um, and last time you and I were together, we, we, we FaceTimed Luke and we, we had a great conversation about that. Baldy, I don't know if you understand, man, which I know you do, but we walk up to the line of scrimmage and all I'm hearing is Thomas Davis and Luke Keekley screaming, oh, get over here, get over here, they're moving over here. They're moving. I mean, they're screaming. They know exactly where the play is going, man. Like oh, They know where it's going. Mike. They know exactly where it's going. They know where it's going. I'm looking back at Beast Mode like, damn, bro. Pop the clutch a little bit. It's going to be some traffic. Talk about that competitiveness between you two, man, because it almost seemed at parts, at least when I played you guys, and was I know it was early in Luke's career, 
it seemed like you guys were competing to get to the ball, man. Like yeah. it was like, yeah. I got it first. I got, I got it. Okay. Y'all would get up excited nah. about it, man. Just talk about that competitiveness, competitiveness between you two. The entire time throughout his career, the entire time, it was a competition. Well, uh-huh. We all know his numbers and what he was yeah. able to do, but I'm talking about OTAs, <laughs> mini camp, training camp, and regular season practice, every single thing. Who's going to be the first one to get the ball out? Who's going to be the first one to make an interception? Who's going to be the first one to the ball? And that's the way we played the game, man. And it made it. It made practice harder, and it made the game so much more fun, man. It wasn't about the team that we were playing. Luke knew everything that the team that we were playing was going to do, so he told everybody. And, you know, I'm echoing it. So we out there, we just having fun, man. But it became a competition each and every time that we took the field against each other. Who can make the most tackles? Who's going to be able to make that big hit that's going to get everybody excited? So, man, we we had a great time, man. It was fun. <laughs> now, the, the one thing that used to like, because you you were different than Keekley, but the play would be going on and somebody would get into the alley on you guys or there would be a cutback and nobody was there. And I would see Keekley out there yelling and pointing at the guy that was supposed to be while the play was going on. Like, I would see that every single week when somebody would bust and like, he was like trying to fix it while the play was happening. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's just his mindset, his mentality, man. And he, he's wired that way. He knew exactly what everybody was supposed to be. Like I told you, he knew what the offense was doing. So he knew what the play was supposed to look like. And you know, it was several times when we got to the sideline, I'm like, Hey Luke, man, just calm down. It's going to be all right. We can talk about it. We can look at this iPad. We can talk about it. But during the game, you can't lose your focus. You got to stay focused. But this is how, that's just how he was, man. He, he's high energy. He high sprung and, He's highly competitive, man. He always wanted to win. Well, well, Thomas, I'm gonna switch gears just just a tad um, and talk about your time in Washington. I got a call from a guy uh, from a former. He's a current player uh, from Morgan Moses a couple a couple days ago, or maybe last week. And yeah. uh, we had a we had a real good talk, man. You know what I mean? He he really didn't want to leave Washington, and he talked about you know conversations he had with, with Coach Rivera. I'm not gonna get into it because that's on that's on Morgan to let that information out. But talk about Ron Rivera's coaching style. Uh, you know what I'm saying? You were with him in Carolina. Um, you saw him lay a foundation. You guys went to a Super Bowl. You saw MVP and a quarterback, one of the top defenses. He, you know, drafted great players. Then you go with him. You go with him to Washington, and you see him lay the foundation to change your culture. Just talk about the influence that Ron Rivera has had on you and on every team he's been a part of. Man, Coach Rivera is a, is a coach that guys absolutely love playing for. You know, I'll start out by saying that I absolutely love playing for him my entire career that I had the opportunity to play for him. He, he has a coaching style that, that's unique, man. But when you look at the track record with veteran players now, mm-hmm. you know, I, I feel like he's a guy that, that wants to win with younger guys. Um, I think that, you know, he absolutely loves having veterans on the team. He's going he's gonna to utilize you the entire time that you're there. Um, he's going to pick your brain. He's going to find out ways to improve the team from the veteran guys. But if he has an opportunity and it comes down to, you know, a younger player, like most teams, though, not yeah. just Coach Spurrier, most teams, if it's close between a younger guy and an older guy, then, you know, they transition to the younger player. You know, when it I comes down to money, um, <laughs> you know, obviously that's the smartest thing to do. But you look at the situation in Green Bay and you look at and you really listen to what Aaron Rodgers is talking about. 
you know, sometimes, you know, that camaraderie and having your guys in the locker room means more than, than spending money sometimes. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. it makes a difference to have certain guys in the locker room for winning and for the culture and to make sure that other guys are being taught the right ways when you come into an organization. And it's important. Mm-hmm. I think that's part of the struggles that Aaron Rodgers is going through right now. And Morgan Moses is a guy that, you know, when I was a part of that team, he was like the glue. He was like a fixture that was going to be there. I never in a million years thought that Morgan wouldn't be a part of the Washington football team this year. Everything mm-hmm. that they got played through, everything that he did for that organization, you know, he was one of the mainstays. And I thought that he was going to be a guy that they were going to bring back. And he, he's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. He even switched sides for him last year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah went left tackle. Left tackle, did whatever he had to do. Started every game he's been there. Go back to 2015, your Super Bowl run. I, I remember being out at training camp out there, and I just watched the competition between the defense and the offense throughout training camp. <laughs> and, I, I mean, Cam was trying to stick it to you guys. You were trying to stick it to Cam. Cam has an MVP season. Like, he couldn't do no wrong. Did you see that coming, Thomas, in Cam? Did you see that was his fifth year? Did you see a breakout year coming for Cam that year? Man, we, we knew what Cam was capable of, man. We knew what he could do. Um, but we would kick Cam ass a lot. Yeah. And we, <laughs> this, Cam used to leave practice mad a lot because I was the person that was talking all the to Cam, like, yeah. all the time. <laughs> like, all the time. Like, Coach Rivera used to, hey, he used to he used to look over at me and be like, hey, talk to him. Talk to him. Uh, like, it just made, pra- it just uh, made practice more fun, man, and more competitive. And in order for you to talk and talk trash, you had to be able to back it up. So, and that made our practices highly competitive. And Cam will tell you to this day, man, just just being able to go against our defense day in and day out made him a better player. And being us being able to go against him made us better players. I absolutely saw a season like that coming for Cam. I don't know if I saw it coming in his fifth year, but I definitely saw it um, being a thing for him. All right, Thomas, put on your analyst hat right here just for a second, man. You think Cam keeps that starting job in New England? I think Cam absolutely keeps that starting job. Really? Man, listen, them drafting a first-round pick was exactly what Cam needed to light that fire under him that's already there. He started out last season like everybody expected him to start out, and then somewhere along the way after he got COVID, not to make any excuses, but after COVID hit him, like, you know, you just saw a decline in, in his play. But I fully expect him, with all of these new weapons that they've added around him, guys that he can be comfortable throwing the ball to, guys that he can he knows for a fact are true professionals, man, you watch. It's going to be exciting. Really? I, I, I'm scared, though, uh, Thomas and Baldy. I'm scared because, because, look, you saw Cam get pulled a couple of times last year in, in game mm-hmm. because he was mm-hmm. struggling. And I get it. It was, you know, lack of playing time on the field, lack of c- continuity with the guys. They pulled him. If that happens this year and that first round pick goes in there, I don't know if he gets back in there after that. And then I look at Cam also. I can't see Cam as a backup. Cam is not a backup to me. Like, Cam, I, can you see Cam holding a clipboard? Really? I no. can't see him. I can't, I can't ever see him as a backup. So it's like boom or bust uh, for, Cam, for, for Cam Newton to me. Um, I'm and, glad and you said it. It lit a listen, fire on him, though. And, and listen, Mike, Rob, the way the way that you look at it, yeah. Cam is smart enough to look at it that way, too. Okay. He knows that this season is all or nothing. 
Mm. One year deal, prove it again. Watch him. He Watch him work. I believe in him, man. I'm telling I like you. That. What- I like that. Thomas, listen, every locker room has a fashion police. <laughs> when Cam would show up game day you knew in the Capri pants, you come you on, Thomas. <laughs> like, come on. Give me give me a little bit of what was being said when he was showing up. I know up y'all got his pants. Listen, shit, bro. Listen, <laughs> before, you got him, dog. before you guys ever got a chance to see some of the outfits that he wore, we yeah. already yeah, we, <laughs> we gave him hell every single time he showed up wearing something. I'm telling you, the Super Bowl trip might have been the most miserable trip for him ever. Why you saying that? <laughs> because what he, he showed up wearing, it was not a, it was not a pleasant four out four and a half hour playing ride for him. Cause oh we get him well, hell the entire what, way about what, what is he saying? What, 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 what was it, Thomas? Yeah. You, I mean, you, put us on the red carpet now. Take us through it. Listen, you gotta go back and see the outfit. I can't really even explain it. Just go look it up. <laughs> So was Cam a good sport about it, though? Was it somewhere oh, he was like, was. oh, yeah, come on, man. You know what I'm saying? The fact that y'all talk about me means oh, I'm doing trust, something. Trust me, I, 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 that's exactly his mindset. If I wasn't doing nothing, y'all wouldn't have nothing to talk about. So it was like, <laughs> it's like he made it, it's like he made it more challenging each and every time. Like it was, it was something that he definitely welcomed, but mm-hmm. the scrutiny and, and, and all of the, the heckling that he got, man, if it was me personally, I would have stopped it after the first time. <laughs> but that ain't, that ain't, that ain't Cam. So, all right, last question, man, for you. Um, did we let you get up out of here, uh, Thomas? What's next for you, bro? You retire. You're one of the best linebackers to play in this generation. And, and, and guys, I got scars. I got headaches and all that stuff to prove it. He was one of the best linebackers to play in this generation. Um, I've worked with you on television. You're bright. You know what I mean? You know how to express yourself. You know the game. What's next for you, bro? You know, so first and foremost, man, the first thing that I've kind of dabbled in is the Legends community, you know, just working with them. You know, they found a role for me and working with guys that are just retired to five years out, you know, reaching out, letting guys know all of the things that are available to them from the NFL side. So I'm still learning from that standpoint, and it keeps me around the game, man, and I'm excited about that. Hopefully, you know, at some point, um, I'll be, you know, wearing one of your hats, you know, on the TV side. Um, but I have an audition for the SEC Network on June the 8th. So oh, great. Go oh, yeah. oh, yeah. yeah that'd be awesome. That. Yeah, that'd be yeah. great yeah. for you. And that's right in Charlotte in our backyard. So, you know, hopefully I do my thing and they like you, me. You, Thomas, you can't openly cheer for the Bulldogs now. Yeah, um, I know. You, you got to be a little even. bit neutral now. Look, <laughs> I, I've been told that I can't be a homer if I if I get the gig with the SEC Network. But, you know, it's always go dogs for sure now. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, Thomas, bro, thank you for dropping by, man. That was, it has been dope talking to you, man. Um, It's been dope to see what you've done after your career. It's been dope to see still how you influence guys in the locker room, bro. You man, I appreciate it. Uh, Baldy, man, I appreciate you too, man. Hey, yeah, I don't <laughs> see a bunch of TV clips that you don't made, man, so I appreciate the love too, Baldy. Yeah, Always. Man. That'll do it for this week's episode of Total Access to Locker Room. For more insight with a locker room point of view, check out the latest episodes every Wednesday and Friday on Apple and Spotify. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. 
Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Com slash compatibility.